think you have a gambling problem at all? No, because I can stop gambling. I have a competition problem. Welcome back into another fun-filled week of the competition problem. Ben Bobick with my good buddy, Mike Gianello. Um, Great weekend. Talladega, man. That never disappoints. I said that on the news on Sunday. I said, listen. I actually opened up on the news on Sunday, Mike. I said, listen. There are those races that everyone enjoys or they look forward to or even racetracks they look forward to. For me, it's Talladega. It's what I fell in love with. I opened up. I said, this is what I fell in love with when it comes to NASCAR. And it never disappoints. And it didn't disappoint on Sunday. Overtime. Um, speaking of overtime, the golf. Playoff. I mean, come on. Couldn't ask for much more, man. Uh, good to see you as always. Good to talk to you. Good to touch base. Um, but just, just an awesome weekend of sports as it typically is. Yeah. It, I feel like, you know, it, it, it's weird. A lot of times people kind of think it's the, you know, with not football season, it's, I feel like there's more sports going on. I mean, there's baseball every day. There's hockey every day. We got golf, NASCAR. I feel like I'm almost overwhelmed with how much sports are. So it's hard to keep track of, you know, what you're betting and, and what, what you're following. So yeah, like you said, race was great. Obviously our, our guy, you know. Had a, had a tough overtime. Tyler Reddick kind of screwed him over there and sent him flying in the back selfish. by not. He was selfish. Yeah, he was selfish. selfish. Tyler Reddick. He even admitted it. He said, hey, I screwed up everyone. Yeah, he did. Yeah, no, yeah, he did. Selfish. He's been most of us all five. Yeah, at least. And then, because uh, I had him top five and a win. He's been me 10. Uh, he screwed up 6-0, and oh, too. He screwed up 6-0. and oh. He did. We were we were 5-1. and one. And then the the one loss was the Blaney top five. I, I which, know, and I, I want to on the record here, Mike. I do not pin that on you by any means. Which is not pin it, that on you. It, I believe he was in the top five for the entire race until literally the last lap. Oh, I was I was pacing I was pacing the newsroom. I'm like Brian Blaney's gonna win this race. I can't wait for it too. I can't wait till he wins I, this race. I, I will use say too. prime position, prime position. Overtime, he's in the two slot. He's he's circling. I'm like, this is it. This is our time. This is now the second straight week. One of us went zero and three on Tuesday and bounced back to a three and zero Thursday because I did it two weeks ago and you did it last week. Zero and two, zero and three Tuesday, three and zero Thursday. I did it the week before. Hey, you called my you called my shot. I did. Like, hey, I, I did. You were like, hey man, it's okay. I went zero and three. I went three and zero the next day, and that's exactly what I did. I just followed through. Just the bounce back boys. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, last night we took an L, tonight we'll bounce back. Big Sean, shout out. But uh, a lot of good bets out there, though, Mike. So uh, what, what was your what was your best call this past weekend? I'm interested to hear this. Ben, I'm going to pander to my co-host just a tad. And also – I guess that would be me. Yeah, and also, you know, giving a little pub to myself for the Action Network write-ups. Uh, I wrote up last week, I had to write a doubleheader because the Pirates and Tigers got delayed or got postponed one day, and I was scheduled to write about the game on the following day. I forget what day it ended up being. So I ended up getting stuck writing two games. And I, I was like, hey, am I supposed to like, just pick one? Or should yeah. I do both? And, and the you know the May editor's like, yeah, just you know, kind of cover both of them. I was like, all right. So I wrote very clearly, take the Pirates in game one. They were underdogs. I believe they were plus 115. I said, take the Pirates in game one. I think they're a better team than the Tigers, even though I said the wrong team's favorite. 
And then I said, watch the watch game one. And if the Tigers starting pitcher gets pulled before the fifth inning and they have to use their bullpen, take the over in game two. Well, he got pulled in the fourth. They had to use their pen, which they have the worst bullpen in baseball. We go into game two. That goes over. It was a doubleheader sweep, 2-0. and Best call of the weekend was that write-up. And those two picks, the Pirates, then the over, doubleheader sweep. Best part about it is the Buckos won the series, too. They did win game one, and they did win the series. But, yeah, exactly. You caught it right, right along the lines there, too. Right along the lines, so. Cold, cold couple of games in Detroit, too. Oh, yeah. Cold no, that, couple that, of games. That's why the first one got can't postponed because it freaking snowed. <laughs> takes a, Yeah, it takes a lot of stones to, to call it over in the cold, and it hit, too. Yeah. And it hit, so, it, yeah, in absolutely. In a seven-inning game, over a seven-inning game. And in a seven-inning game, yes, exactly. Um, my best call um, is, is going to have to be uh, Kevin Harvick, top ten. It was it's just a smooth, smooth move on my part. Um, if I do do say so myself, I'm like, hey, listen, let's not be dumb here. Kevin Harvick, a day guy, he's won 10 years ago, whatever. But like he hasn't won yet, too. We're talking a little bit about Denny not winning. We're talking a lot about other things, but like, hey, plus odds for Kevin Harvick in the top 10 at Dega. Feels good. He's the one who pushed Kess up there big. It was it was Keslowski, McDowell, and, and Kevin Horrick pushed up the caboose there. Pushed him up to the front, and Kevin Horrick almost won the race, for that matter. But very much in the top 10, wasn't even a stress. I saw him in the mix, and over time, I'm like, yeah, he's four. I'm like, ah, Kevin Horrick's going to finish in the top 10. We're feeling good here. And um, so I'm, I'm taking Kevin Horrick in the four cars, my best call, because it was just the, – the you took it's just one of those situation, situations where you take advantage of the numbers. It, hey, it very much. It, it was a great call. It very much reminded me of, I forget if you took it as well. I think we both did. But when, when I took uh, Justin Thomas at the players for the exact number, it's like, if you're getting Justin Thomas at 2000 plus 2000, yeah. I don't care what he's done the last couple of weeks. You're getting JT at a number you never do. It's the same exact theory with Harvick. And I, and I love it. And I'm mad at myself for not taking it with you. Cause it's the same concept of if you're getting a guy at a number, you don't usually get take advantage of it regardless of what his form has been yeah and it was never a doubt too it was a, it was a stressless when we saw an ot hit oh my god we're hitting this bet this is kind of tight but let's hope let's hope for plenty to win to, to win double down but um what was your worst call so obviously I, I pumped one of my you know best bets on the on the action network i'm gonna do my worst one uh we do the best bets of the day every morning and mine one day was uh the toronto blue jays tampa bay rays under three and a half through five innings. I saw Steven Matz has had an unbelievable year for the Blue Jays. He's been lights out going against Tyler Glasnow, who's top five pitcher in baseball coming into this game. Tyler Glasnow had allowed two runs through his first four starts. Well, Toronto scored four in the top of the first, and it was the fastest I've ever lost a bet. <laughs> I mean, we, we made it like six batters into the game and the under was dead under three and a half. You give up four in the top of the first. That's I said, I've never lost a bet that quickly. So it was, it was stunningly bad on my, on my part. So, um, that was Wednesday. Was that Thursday? Is that what it was? It was what? either Wednesday or Thursday. That bet was. Yeah. 
and I had some time on my hands that I think it was Thursday, if I had to guess. Regardless of what day it was, it was either Wednesday or Thursday. I had some time on my hands. I'm like, yeah. Mike, I'm going to ride your bets with you. I'm going to ride with you for, for baseball. So I took that bet with Mike. It's the worst call of the week. I had nothing. I had nothing. It was, it was, it was Friday. Friday. Was even better. Even, even better. Even better. Yeah, Friday. I very rarely don't anger on Fridays. Friday, I, I didn't. That was free. I'm like, oh, well, come on, Mike. I'm, I'm riding our bets tonight. You know, I like it. It's my worst call, too. Mike's, I'm like, we were ruling heavy. I'm like, oh, sweet, Mike. So glad you picked. So glad you picked the, 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 the game that goes over in the first flipping inning. Three and a half, four in the first inning. I'm like, oh, bug, nothing left to cheer for now. It stinks. So, um, nothing against you, but that's my worst call, too. I'm, I'm piggybacking off you. I <laughs> nothing worse than that. I, said, I, I, I tweeted, I was like, this is the fastest I've ever lost a bet. <laughs> yeah, it was like, wow, we just threw away $10. Is that how, is how this works? Do we have a – and then you start thinking, like, oh, my gosh, do we have a problem? Is it like is is this is this, if we face this crossroads? Now we've gotten to this crossroad. Do we have a problem here? I just threw ten dollars on the drain. In seven seconds. Is that really what's that? I mean, it is what it is, man. We'll do it again. We'll do it on the other one end my, too. One of my buddies for the Action Network. He's gotten he's gotten really big on. He'll bet three or four no runs in the first innings a night. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an absolute sweat he's like yeah it's just one inning just marathon it's just it's like it's it's such a rush it's like you're a lunatic bro like he, very much a lunatic <laughs> but i love that energy <laughs> just sitting there no one score stop it once we're gonna back I, I, change it. i took it with him i took it with him the other day uh and the braves the braves uh the braves cubs game i had okay. it two days two days ago and I was saying, chuck, I chuck morton did chuck morton did his part Brave, Braves, Braves scored in the bottom of the first. Was I hope it wasn't the Braves snakes on Sunday. I was covering that game. Um, it was the second one. First pitch of the damn game out of the ballpark. That had been real quick. That ended real quick on, yeah, on yeah. Paven Smith. First pitch in the in the chop house there in right field. Well, I guess I lost 10 bucks there. Bummer. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the uh, worst call? What's the call you would make again? I mean, it would be easy to say Blaney at Dago because we're going to get But since we did that kind of with Matthew Neesmith, I'm not going to. But for the record, we're betting Blaney at Dago next year. Um, the losing bet I would make again is I had the Seattle Mariners plus 168 against the Dodgers last week. Uh, I forget what day this was. I had it on Wednesday, Tuesday. I had it Tuesday night. Uh Plus 168 is an implied winning percentage of 37%. That That's saying the Seattle has a 37% chance of winning. Well, the Dodgers won that game one nothing. So to me, that tells you they had a much better chance than 37%. Uh, there were only three hits in the game. The Dodgers had two, Seattle had one. So that was pretty much a coin flip game. Uh Julio Arias and Marco Gonzalez were the two pitchers. They each went seven innings. They were each phenomenal. Gonzalez gave up two hits, one one run. Uh, so if I'm getting a team plus 168 and they lose by one run, one nothing, oh, I'll take that again. Yeah, good for you. I'm taking Blaney. It's just simple for me. <laughs> it. It's just simple as that. 
Gonna take we'll him do again. it. We'll, we'll do it. Gonna do it. Gonna take him a Dega next year. Gonna take him a Dega the following year. Gonna take him a Dega following following year. The following year. There's two Dega races. There's two Dega races a year. Uh, we're gonna take him in August. Or, Can't wait. Never. Can't wait to bet. <laughs> Can't wait to bet it. And quite frankly, we were close too. Yeah. Really he was close. He was fast as car. Yep. Great weekend though. Glad we recapped it. Uh, we're gonna look ahead here. We're gonna go to Northwest Tampa Bay, Florida. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Had to give him the props here, Mike. Northwest of Champa Bay, Florida. Valspar, Copperhead. Going to be a great week. Solid, solid field. Justin Thomas is playing. Dustin Johnson is playing. Uh, and all of our favorites. There, if there was ever a good buddy, Mike Field, it probably might be this one here. I look at the, I look, I look at the field. I'm like, ah, Mike likes this guy, this guy, this guy. I'm like, oh boy, it's going to be an interesting conversation this week. We're going to have when we come back here on the competition problem. Support for the Chat 10 Sports Podcast Network is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. And guys, we've all been there in the shower, trying to clean up a little bit and trim up, you know, make it nice looking. And all of a sudden, we find out the hard way how wide those teeth are on those old-style trimmers. Well, that's why Manscaped has completely redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Now, go to manscaped.com, and with our code CTS20, you get 20% off and free shipping. I said 20% off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com and use our code CTS20. We hope you enjoy, and let's get back to the episode. Welcome back into the competition problem with Ben Bobick and Mike Ionello, the Valspar Championship in Northwest Champa Bay, Copperhead Golf Course. Good, very good field this week. Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, two major champions in their own right, and the rest is just a good buddy Mike special. I mean, you you, you got the rest of the guys here. I'm not even going to talk anymore. Mike, who do you like? I'm just going to leave it up to you there. I, I want to know out of all the ones that this is like your field in the sense that you like this guy, you like this guy in, in normal. So like, who do you like this week is what I want to know. It was hard. It was hard to pick. Um, I will say too, this is a very, it's one of those, you know, under the radar tournaments that, you know, doesn't jump, but it is very cool. It, it, it actually has one of the coolest, you know, obviously it's not in the corner, but uh, one of the coolest and toughest three hole stretches in golf. Uh, 15, 16, and 17, which is known as the snake pit Ooh. here in Copperhead Course. Those three holes play over par. Ben, you don't just walk in the snake pit and come out unbitten. So, Listen, you, you've played the Devil's Elbow at Creek's Bend. I have so. played the Devil's Elbow. But it's, it's so up it, there. It, it's on par with it. So what makes this cool is, you know, it's got a, it's a really tough finish. So coming down the stretch at 18, you, you, go, you enter the snake pit, anything can happen. Butt cheeks like are pucker in there. Butt cheeks are pucker in there. Like Ben said, this is a, a good buddy Mike Field, but it also has some bad news. We th- this happens in every gambler's life, where this every gambler has this experience where you find a guy that you feel is undervalued and you fall in love with him and you bet him all the time and he wins you a lot of money. But that day always comes to an end because eventually he wins too much and then you lose the value and he's no longer undervalued. Now he's just very good. 
And I got bad news. I feel like that day has finally come for well, our okay, buddy Wade Corey, Barrett. Okay, Wade for Barrett. Buddy, for our buddy Corey Connors. Ooh. Because Corey Connors was our was our guy. He was our he was our, you know, mid mid tier, sometimes even the long shot pick that we were oh, like Canada. Oh, yep. Canada. He's got the third best odds. Yeah, too hot. And that scares me. Uh, because when you look at the names behind him, you got major champions, you got, you know. So I love Corey Connors. I don't know that he should, I don't, I don't know that I want to pick, pick him as the third favorite. Um, so I'm going to go with a guy who's, you know, he is a good buddy, Mike play, but he's a little farther down. He's got the sixth best odds and he's a two-time defending champion. Cause here's another thing gamblers know there is nothing worse than when you bet on a guy and he absolutely shits the bed and you're like, I'm not going back to him. He screwed me last week. They always bounce back the, the week after you bet them when they screwed. And I'm not falling for it this week. I'm taking Paul Casey, two-time defending champ. Uh, he's won it. He won it in uh, three years now because he didn't play. There was no tournament last year. And here's a fun fact for you, Ben. Love it. Over the last 40 years, there have been only eight instances of a player winning the same tournament three straight years. Eight. Tiger Woods has six of them. <laughs> Who is the seventh? Who is the seventh though? Who's uh, the all man out? Jack has Jack has won. Okay. And uh, the eighth was the eighth was someone totally random. I forget who it was. Um, Love the, the random the random guy. The random guy is living life right now. Yeah. So I I, I don't know if you know I'm going to take Casey to win, um, but I love his value here. He's getting he's plus two seventy five for a top ten. And yeah, okay, we've obviously bet him at the RBC Heritage. He missed the cut. But before that, he went 26th at the Masters, 5th at the Players, 10th at Arnold Palmer, 5th at Pebble Beach, 8th at the American Express. He's one of the best iron players on tour, one of the best all-around players. He's been, again, great course history here, which is something I was reading is very important here, is guys who play well here tend to consistently play well here. So I love Paul Casey at plus 275 for a top 10. If you want a matchup, you're not going to like this, Ben, but you can get Paul Casey at plus money, plus 104 against our guy, Victor Hovland. Oh, man, you're going to – you're turning full heel here. You have, love, heel, my uh, good buddy Mike's uh, heel turn is complete now. If he's thinking Paul uh, Casey can pick Hovland. Hovland hasn't, me? Had, Hovland hasn't had a top 20 in five straight weeks. I don't know. I, I'm not – I'm just saying it's a, it's a plus value on it. On it, I wouldn't take it if it hit minus, but plus one of four. I'm considering it, but I love I love the Casey top ten plus two seventy five. He's in the heel turn. Go pretty much. <laughs> I never thought that out of you. Never would have felt that out of you. Unbelievable. Paul Casey might be due for a major. He's forty three years old. Be forty four in July. Um, I feel like if there's going to be one that he's going to win this year, you know what I'm going to say. It's the Open Championship. St. George's this year. He deserves it, too. It'll be cool. I might and Paul, I do it now. I might, okay. Pencil that down. I'm about that life. Oh, and this podcast right now, Mike, and bet on Paul Casey to win the Open Championship at St. George's right now. I don't care. Screw it. It's just money. Win it back, maybe. But uh, you know a guy I like this week on, on par, if you will, no pun intended, with uh, Paul Casey? Justin Rose. I can't believe you had Justin Rose. I, dude, I thought I was like so far down the wall. I'm like, oh, I, this is gonna be a great little long shot guy we never talked about. I can't believe you just pulled out Justin Rose. I love Justin Rose. I love Justin thing. Rose this week. 
I love Justin Rose this week. He's oh. down there, plus 350, 3,500-to-win, 300, top 10. He played well at Augusta. He made a – nice. I, I got him 360, top 10 at FanDuel. And he made a putt on 18 that, that cost me a good chunk of change and another ulterior universe we're not going to talk about because I won a good chunk of change. But he cost me a good chunk of change when he made that putt on 18. I hope he was real happy about that. Uh, so he's going to make me that chunk of change back. I'll tell you what, Ben. I like Justin Rose this week. I like Justin Rose, Mike. I do. I'll tell you what, ben. I do. Major you champion. Can't, you can't teach – this kind of podcast chemistry because I have Justin Rhodes written down. I love him as well. When you're going down the board and you're pulling out like, yeah, neither one of us are like, Oh yeah, I love DJ. Oh yeah. Same. Oh yeah. Okay. He's a favorite. No, I Justin Rose love him. Like you said, he's played well here. He's got three top tens in his last five starts, seventh at the masters, 11th at the Zurch. He played well there too. Great on par fives. Great with his long irons, which are important here. Cause you can't really overpower with the driver. So you kind of have to lay up and then hit long approach shots. Justin Rose is very good at that. Love Rose. He's a smooth cat, too. He is. Guy you like champion. He's a major champion. He's a major champion. He's a – people – here's the thing, though, Mike. We talk a lot about Justin Rose, and he is a FedEx Cup champion. Won a lot of money a couple years ago when Tiger won the tour championship down in Atlanta at Eastlake. He would sold the show, but Justin Rose won FedEx Cup. Like, he won a lot of money during that. He's a major champion. Justin Rose is an Olympic gold medalist. Reigning. Reigning, defending, undefeated. Probably, I feel like it's been like, what, 12 years, eight years at this point? Olympic gold medalist. Not a lot of, not a lot of golfers. Tiger can tell you that. Tiger's not an Olympic gold medalist. Nope. Phil isn't. Uh, not a lot of them. My, no. That's for a my big next deal. Pick, my next pick. Going a little further down the board as well. Again, I also love Justin Rose. I don't know why. I absolutely love Jason Kokrak this week. I love Kokrak too. Are you kidding me? So you read really my mind. You tapped Tim into my mind. Patico. Kokrak. Plus love Kokrak this week. Love Kokrak. You plus kidding 400 me? for a top 10. He was second here in 2019. He was eighth here in 2018. This tournament's at a different time this year. It's usually during the Florida swing. They moved it to after the Masters this year. So it's usually part of that, you know, Florida swing in March. Well, during that Florida swing in March, Kokrak was ninth at the concession, eighth at the Arnold Palmer, ninth at the players. He leads this field. This is a tough course. This is a course where, you know, the winner is usually around oh, that minus eight. will bite you. Copperhead yeah. will bite you. Very much. The winner's, the winner's around like eight under, nine under. Kokrak leads the field in bogey avoidance over the past 24 rounds. Hey, just get par, baby, especially in the, in the snake pit. Just get par, get out. Kokrak is awesome at that. Plus 400 is a fat number. He's, I mean, he's plus 188 for a top 20, which to me seems like a joke. I'm doing the top 10. A couple matchups. There's the, I'm not going full heel because I'm not going to take him. I'm not, hey, I'm not going to do it. I'm not taking him plus money against Scotty Scheffler. I'm not doing it. Plus 100, Scotty Scheffler. I'm not going to take it. I wrote it down just to point it out. But I'm not going to take it, but I did write it down. And say I even more though, because I don't want to go full heel. He's minus 112 against Sung J M. I love that. It's a great, great little value there. I like him, but you know, I like Kokrak more. I think Kokrak's gonna be awesome this week. So give me Jason Kokrak every which way I can. And we appreciate you guys listening to the competition problem this week. Mike Ben Bobic and Mike Inell. We'll see you next time. I didn't I take mean, it. I'm on. not taking it. I had him too. You stole my pick. Oh gosh. Well, I have one more if you want me to give it, or do you have 
No, everything you just said about Cook Crack, you, I mean, absolutely, I don't got to talk anymore. So if you have another <laughs> pick, go ahead. You take, you take the floor here, brother. <laughs> the last one I have, uh, to me, is actually a very similar to Justin Rose pick without without the trophies in his hardware, in his uh, trophy case. That's Louis Ustazen. He's another guy I really like this week. Um, tough week last week. He finished second, played great. Unfortunately, he finished second because he hit his tee shot in the water on the playoff. But he played well. He played really, really well all week. And I, I think he bounces back from that tee shot. He's another one. Great course history here. He was, he's gone second, 16th, and 7th in his last three starts here. Um, had a decent turn, uh, rounds this year. Again, he was 6th at the uh, WGC. He was 26th at the Masters. So, you know, he's played solid. Uh, great putter, great short game, which, you know, a course like this, where it's so hard having an elite putter is kind of someone I always want to bank on. So that's the other name I'll throw out there is, is, is Louis Ustase and the other guy I'm kind of looking at. With all due respect, he does have the, maybe not the full trophy case that Justin Rose has, but people forget Louis Ustase and won in record fashion at St. Andrews in the open championship back in the day. He's a major champion. In record fashion, who's a very underwhelming open championship. It's like, oh, this dude just flipping well, ran away with it. I heard a stat that I actually meant to double check because I can't believe it's true. Louis Ustazen's never won on American soil. Is that right? No way. That's what I said. I read it and I meant to Google it and I was like, that can't be true. And I just I just forgot. So that's why you saying he I'm won the open. Now. Like, I'm looking you say now. he's a major champion. I'm like, it had to be in the open. It was the open because he, he wanted it. It was at uh, yeah, 1600 yeah. at, uh, oh, yeah. at St. Andrews. I don't know. That's his only PGA Tour win is the open. Yeah, that's that's de facto kind of too. And he's always in the mix. He was at a playoff at Augusta. So he has so he has one trophy in his case. <laughs> Man, it's a pretty de- decent one with the Claire Chuck. That's his only PGA Tour win. Yeah, he's got nine European tours, but. He lost in a playoff in 2012 to Bubba. He was in there. And in 2021, actually, uh, no more than three days ago in, uh, in Louisiana. Unbelievable, because he's always in the mix. Yeah. He makes he's, a lot of money. Yeah, he's a guy that you pre- like. You always feel like you're safe him making the cut. You know, he'll always be floating around that, like, 15 to 25 range. So, yeah, you bet him plus 150 for a top 20. I also don't hate him plus 120 for the top South African. Oh, we'll love that a lot. That, that's against Brandon Grace, Eric Van Ruen, and Charles Schwartzel. Love that a lot. Charles Schwartzel. Master champion in his own right. Schwartzel. Schwartzel. 2012 master champion. Both of them. Unbelievable. Yeah. Should be a good week. Should be a good week down in Champa Bay. Yeah. Sounds um, like I, I love when we have the same pick. So we both love Rose and Kokrak. I'm on Casey and Ustays and sound like you like Ustays as well too. So it sounds like we got a kind of good good symmetry here going. I um, mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, sounds like six and zero when we come back, right? We're due. Yeah. We're knocking on the doorstep, huh? We're getting close. We've been getting close. Knock knock. We come back here on the competition from Ben Bobic and Mike Gunnell. We're gonna give you free money. You guys like free money? You like free money? Stick around here on the competition problem. Do you live in the Chattanooga area or the greater Chattanooga area and you're looking for a great spot to grab some delicious food with the family or say you want to grab a patio spot and enjoy some appetizers with a cold adult beverage? 
What's up, you guys? It's Trey Wynn from Chat 10 Sports, and I'm here to tell you that Parkway Poorhouse is the perfect spot for either occasion. You can go to parkwaypoorhouse.com and plan your visit today, and be sure and tell the guys the Chat 10 Sports crew sent you. Welcome back into the competition problem with Ben Bobick and my guy Nello. We are just itching, itching to give out free money. We preach a lot here. About 6-0. Hey, we got 6-0 coming your way. We got 6-0 coming your way. And this is not Mike's fault on the record right now. It is not Mike's fault. It's Tyler Reddick's fault for being a selfish, selfish professional. Selfish professional. He screwed us out of top. He screwed us all out of 6-0 on this past week, Mike. He screwed us all out of 6-0. Yeah, we were so close. That was the last one we needed. Oh, no, your Harvard top 10 was going at the same time. But that seemed pretty safe. But we were... We were four and zero going into Sunday. Uh, you you, you finished three and zero. You cashed your Canes money line on Thursday night. You cashed your Harvick top ten plus one thirty, and you cashed your Dallas Mavericks minus three against the Lakers Thursday night. Three and zero, Ben back from the dead. Zero and three turns it around. Three and zero for the second week in a row. Some one of us has done that. I went two and one, which hey hey, still a great week. We'll take it. I hit my Nashville money line against Chicago on Friday. For those of you in Chattanooga, watch I watched that game. Night. The Preds I watched that are game. buzzing. Preds are great, and they're in. They're in a they're tight, tight playoff battle with Dallas. So it's going to be great down the stretch. I won my Miami San Francisco Giants under eight and a half. That hit easily. I think it was like three nothing. It was three nothing. Yep. Exactly. And no then doubt. the Blaney, and then the Blaney top five was what what caught. And he was up there the whole time. Tyler Reddick doesn't get in line. Blaney goes flying back with the momentum. So tough. But hey, if this show is giving out five and one picks every day, we're doing something right. That moves, by the way, just a quick update. I am now 31, 24, and two on the season or the year. Ben is 34 and 23 on the year. In the team, the team, the team, the team, 65 and 47. And two, that is fifty-seven percent for those keeping track at home. That the sounds like at. sounds like plus money, Mike. Yeah, sounds, like sounds like a lot of plus money. So Ben, three and zero. It's you been a while since I picked first. It's been, it's been a while since I picked first. It's been a couple couple episodes. We, I was on a streak there for a little bit. I, I say I I I'll, I find it does get like we don't alternate. It's like you'll pick first for like four or five shows in a row. Then I'll then I picked first for probably the last four <laughs> shows, and now. That that's not good news for me, but hopefully, hopefully we'll start trading it back and forth, or hopefully we'll run into the situation where you pick first next week, just because we both went three and zero, and then it, if we tie, it reverts back to week before. Best case scenario. Yeah, would be ideal. I am going to the team that I believe, and I'm putting this on the record right now. It's going to win the Stanley Cup this year. No, oh, I know you're going to take my pick. God, go ahead and take Vegas because I was going to too. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, wow. Going on the road down to our nation's capital, Washington. Minus 110. They're the better team. Guess what, folks? They're the better team than everybody. They're the best team in the league. They're the best team in the world. They're playing better hockey than everybody. They're outplaying everybody. They're playing system hockey. They're playing Mike Sullivan hockey. It's very fun to watch. Washington cannot keep up with that. They just could not keep up with that. Give me the pens, minus one, 110 down in D.C., money line, best team in the league, 
cannot wait to see Sidney Crosby put his hands on the Stanley Cup for a fourth time in his career in a few months. What day is that? Uh, Thursday. Uh, also to note, Alex Ovechkin did not play tonight against the Islanders. Um, I bet the Islanders, they lost one one nothing. Hope he plays. I don't give a f- I, I, I hope he plays. hope he's healthy too, Mike. Don't matter. Don't matter. You're the best team in the world. Well. Minus 110. Depends fans don't care. For those gambling, I mean, it's always not, you know, it, it helps to not have the best goal. Yeah, exactly. Minus 110. Get it now. Get it now. Uh, well, I'll go to, I'll stick with the ice then. And I'll go with the team I think is going to win the Stanley Cup. And that's the Vegas Golden Knights. We can't pick the same team, Mike. The Penguins are going to win. Oh, you're picking uh, the Knights. Oh, yeah. nice. Team that will play them in the finals. Uh, the, the Vegas Golden Knights are minus 125 on Wednesday night against the Colorado Avalanche, who, don't get me wrong, the Avalanche are nasty. But they've had COVID issues. Philip Grubauer, their starting goalie, he tested positive for COVID. So he wasn't just on the list. He had COVID. He hasn't played since April 12th. Um, that's about three weeks. There's a chance he could start Wednesday. So you're either starting a goalie who hasn't played in three weeks or you're starting a backup goalie who has struggled all year. Um, on top of that, Miko Rantanen is on the COVID list. Jonas Donskoy is on the COVID list. They just announced Brennan Saad's going to be out two weeks with an injury. So Colorado's just got a lot of question marks right now. A lot of guys miss it from their lineup. Vegas has won nine straight. They're an absolute wagon. They are so good. They're at home. I like Vegas, short favorite. You're not going to get Vegas minus 125 very often, so I'm taking them in this spot on Wednesday night. I mean, you're not going to convince me to cheer for the flyer. I hope he starts. He should, yeah, it's the thing about Vegas, man. They got both. That's the best part is, hey, who's going to start Vegas? Who cares? They're either going to start the best goal in the league or, I don't know, third best goal in the league. <laughs> So, I'm going to go Benny Buckets. Oh. Benny Buckets. Flipping the script here a little bit. Love where this team is going because they need to turn it up, whether he is going to show up or not. And he's not going to show up, at least tomorrow. So, if you think he's going to show up tomorrow at 740, he is not. But guess what? He's going to show up soon. And I trust the true MVP of this basketball team. That's the world champions. That's the Los Angeles Lakers going on the road to our nation's capital against the Wiz. Lakers minus three. AD's back. He's playing a full 40. He's probably playing a four. Actually, it's a 48. He'll play at least 40. AD's back. He's healthy. He's feeling good. LeBron's close to coming back. He's not going to play. He's not going to play. But the Lakers, Mike, here's the thing. Benny Buckets been doing his research lakers they're gonna play the play-in series they're gonna play that play-in game the defending champion lakers mike with lebron james and anthony davis they're gonna play in the play-in series they're gonna need to win it's gonna be tomorrow night they'll win by about and eh, nine maybe ten they'll cover three go with the lake show the defending champ defending world champion the reigning defending undisputed world champion you said that's Wednesday? I believe that is on, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, Ben. You certainly are not going to be able to show your face in Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Honestly, I'm going to uh, stay hey, clear of DC for a little take, bit. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and take Toronto against the Nationals as your third pick? Yeah. The, 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 the fade, the, the fade Washington parlay. Uh, might as well. Might as well. So yeah, my you're, second you're, pick. You talked me here, but okay. My, <laughs> my second pick. I'm going to baseball. I took this today. It lost. I'm going back to it again tomorrow. I'm taking the Chicago Cubs versus Atlanta Braves over nine. You got Kyle Hendricks versus Hoskar Enoa on the mound. Uh, Enoa started the year in the bullpen. He's been okay since the start. I think he's made four starts. He's got like a three, six, eight ERA. Been all right, but he faced these Cubs on April 17th. He gave up six runs and three home runs in just four innings. Now the Cubs get to see him again. Kyle Hendricks, uh, he pitched for the Cubs the following day. He gave up seven runs and four home runs in just four innings against the Braves. So both of these bats lineups have hammered the pitchers they're facing. Uh, Cubs bats have been absolutely on fire for the last about 10 days um, prior to Tuesday night's game. They were held scoreless, but they they had been the best lineup. They, they've been the best batters in baseball for the last 10 days. Um, and then on the flip side, the Braves bats have really been struggling, but they broke out Monday night uh, after Dansby Swanson was burning some sage in the outfield. He was walking around, you know, walked up to all the, all the, all the, uh, every, he went up to every locker, just burning sage. Freddie Freeman made him circle all the bats. Freddie Freeman made him put sage all over his bat. And then Freddie Freeman hits a three run dinger. And, and the one thing too is, is Ronald Acuna was hitless for five straight games. He finally broke out. He hit a bomb of a home run tonight, uh, Tuesday night. So I'm hoping that gets Acuna going. He'll go back to kind of what he was at the start of the year. And these two teams have just played really well against each other. Uh, obviously, you know, it was 2, two nothing on, on Tuesday night. But the previous four meetings this season between these two teams have averaged 14 runs. So I think we go back to that. We had the, 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 the under today. I think goes over tomorrow. I'm taking Cubs-Braves over nine on Wednesday. Good call, man. Yeah, they traded. They were at Wrigley last week, and the Cubs won 13-4, and the next day the Braves won 13-4. Yep, I'm hoping we see that again. Ronnie Acuna Jr. is uh, a big pick right now. Yeah, like I said, he's had, he had a tough week after he came back from that abdominal strain, but he he started the year on fire, and I'm hoping you know his home run tonight kind of gets him back. He's the, only, he's the only reason the Braves are respectable right now. Yeah, and you, I, you look at, you look at their lineup, he's the only right? reason. I think I think Freeman, Albies, Swanson, and Ozuna are all batting under 200 on the year. Ozuna's like been horrific. He is the only reason the Braves are afloat right now. I wouldn't know that the team I cheer for is above 500, so I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that below 500 life. Um, well, I love it, love it. Yeah, absolutely. Two, two lineups that are capable of producing some serious damage. Yep. And guess what, Mike? Summer's here down in the south. I was on the golf course today. It was like it was, you know, mid eighties. I'm like, I'm sweating. This is summer weather. So the balls be flying. I'm gonna go to Champa Bay. I'm gonna go to our boy Justin Rose. Round one matchup over him, Danny Willett and Jimmy Walker. He's minus one oh five. There's free money for you. Yep, had it written down too. That's all I have to say about that. My third pick, also going to Champa Bay, also going to a round one matchup. Look, Ben, 
I said how we've gone full circle and the values got pretty much gone as far as, you know, betting a win, betting top 10, stuff like that, betting the props for our boy. But I have to have some value. I have to throw something on him. I can't not. Corey Connors, round one, minus 110 against Bubba Watson and J.B. Holmes. I got to have some interest. I got to have some little little play and interest on, my, on our boy Corey Connors. The flying Canadian, Corey Connors, minus 110 against Bubba Watson and J.B. Holmes in round one. Book it. That was a backup pick, didn't I? I just stole your pick, didn't I? <laughs> Uh, no, I actually had Connors as three. J- Justin Rose was my backup pick. That was I had Justin Rose in the four slot in case you took one of the other ones. So hey, perfect. I get now both of them are given out. Man, you're blurring that line. You're being a good. You're being a good sports entertainer right now. And you, you want to turn the heel? Like, oh, no, I want to pick Connors. I want to pick him. Oh, you said he stunk. Oh no, I'm gonna pick him though. Good for you. Good for you. That's when they think. Well, I'm Mike, out. they pull me back in. Like I'll say, I don't say a lot of things. Well, I do say a lot of things, but listen, brother. Sure, sounds like six and zero if I ever saw it. We're due. We're knocking on the door. <laughs> we are knocking on the door. Hope you. I mean, everyone at home, everyone's listening to this. It's like, hey, I I hate these guys, but like they're winning me money. I mean, they are. <laughs> at least if they're listening to us. You, you just you went five and one. You won. Depending on what you bet, which if you bet like us, like you got yourself dinner Sunday night. And probably lunch on Monday too, and probably lunch on Monday too. And hey, we st- we start the show by highlighting the bets we lost. We we keep we keep a record. We're I hate listening to podcasts that just if they lose, they pretend they didn't lose, and they pretend all no, they lose. No, no, we're hey, very much we lose plenty. Ben, ben went zero and three last week. We're gonna go on three again. We may go we may go zero and six. We also may go six and zero. All we can do is say we're gonna just keep trying our best to keep you. Keep you in the green right now. Like I said, we're both over 500, which is all you can ask. We are we are the Pittsburgh Pirates of podcasts. We're over 500. The best was easy. You gave me a little pep talk on the podcast last week. Like, ah, we're on three last week, man. It's fine. And guess what? I followed up with three now. I'm like, okay. That's exactly what I did. I followed up with three now. And it just happened. I'm like, okay. We're here. We're we're here for each other. So let let that be a lesson to you guys. If we go 0-3, don't jump off the ship. Because when we're at the bottom, there's only one way left to go. I'd like to know our stats um, coming off bad weeks. Apparently, they're good. Depending on what we're talking about here. I said we've we've only had one week all year that at least one of us wasn't over 500. One of us has gone at least 2-1 and one or, or 3 no every single show except once. So the worst we've done collectively is 500 every yeah. show but one. They'll take out. Anything else you want to add, Mike? I actually, here, put you over here a little bit. Mike's putting, pumping some good stuff out on the Action Network. He's he's talking about FCS football. The draft is this week, everybody. Forgot about that. The draft is this week. We'll talk about that a little bit more on our next show, but Mike's pumping out some great stuff. What do you got cooking for us on the Action Network this week, Mike? Yeah, the, the whole gang's got a ton of stuff. We got really cool debates. You know, we're doing kind of – Obviously, I'm one of the main college football writers, so we have college football writers debating NFL writers um, because a lot of times prospects are viewed differently by those who, you know, watch them for four years versus guys who just start digging it, which is, by the way, my number one thing that I hate right now is, like, listening to people on TV or, or, you know, even just on the internet talking about Trey Lance. It's like, oh, dude, it's like Trey Lance is supposed to, like, it's so good. It's like, how would you know? Because I watch more college football than anyone on earth. I've never watched a Trey Lance game ever. 
like all these people are like, oh, Trey Lance, Trey Lance. Like, you don't, you've never watched Trey Lance. You're watching his highlights, which is just him throwing bombs, which is guess what? Every every player in the nation does. Like, My highlights oh, are solid too. My highlights yeah, are hey, solid hey, too. Kellen Mond's highlights look great. Go watch him play LSU in November in the rain because I did, and I had money on a Texas A&M, and they were horrific because Kellen Mond sucks. So if you watch college football, you're like, Kellen Mond sucks. But guys are like, oh, look at look at him throw. Look how far he can throw it in shorts. Yeah, watch him play football. He's bad at it. So, but anyway, I digress. So we have a couple of cool, you know, things. Like I, I broke down some of the underrated running backs that, again, if you don't watch college football, you maybe you don't watch as much, you know, Chuba Hubbard led the league in rushing last year. So he's not getting talked about this year. And then you got, you know, Khalil, Khalil Herbert, uh, Jarrett Patterson, guys like Ramondre Stevenson, who kind of flew under the radar because he was suspended half the year. Um, so I kind of, you know, touched on all of them. We got, I, I did a cool thing with one of the NFL guys debating Najee Harris versus Travis Etienne, uh, who should be the best running back. We had a couple other guys do, you know, debate Chase versus Waddle versus Smith. We had guys debating Jones versus Fields versus Lance. Um, so a lot, a lot of cool breakdowns on the site. So I highly recommend checking them out. The draft's one of my favorite. I love the draft. It's one of my favorite favorite nights. I, I love. I do mock drafts. Every, I'm I'm so into it. Just because I like to, see, I I have the benefit of knowing who everyone is. <laughs> I've gotten more into myself. I was thinking about that today. I'm like, man, I I really look forward to the draft because it's Thursday nights. It's the first draft. It's the first round, and they simplify. It's like, hey, it's the first round on Thursday. It's like, okay. So all I need to sit through. Your team has a pick on the first round on Thursday. We're all watching. For me, you guys know this. I'm a Steelers fan. Mike's talking about running backs. Need a running back. Excited who they get. If they pick that. Because who knows? I sat through a 40-minute press conference yesterday on my couch drinking my coffee, listening to Kevin Colbert and Coach Mike Tomlin talk about <laughs> like, oh, we're open-ended. We're doing this. I'm like, and that's what makes it great. It makes that's, it so much fun. It makes it so much fun. The, the other thing that's been really annoying me is, again, all, like, you know, the the people doing mock drafts and stuff. And, and people I've been getting so annoyed at people who keep ma- mocking the, the Packers to have to take a wide receiver in round one. They're like, oh, the Packers surely can't make the same mistake they did last year. Oh, they got to get Aaron Rodgers some weapons. Aaron Rodgers has weapons. Watch the Packers once. Valis Scantling and Alan Lazard are awesome. Yes, they need to take a wide receiver at some point in the draft, but there's so many good wide receivers. I will be mad if they take a wide receiver in round one because they don't need one. They need a defender. They have the best offense in the, in the league. They led the league in points per game. What are they going to do? Score more points than they already did? They already scored more than everyone else. So what, what the heck do you need more off weapons for? Get a defender. They didn't lose. They didn't lose that game to Tampa Bay because they couldn't score. They lost because they couldn't stop Tampa Bay. Get a linebacker or cornerback in round one. Take a receiver in round two or three. You give me give me Tylen Wallace in the third round. Give me Jalen Darden in the fourth. You know, give me one of those guys. Couldn't be happier. Don't we made a lot don't, of money off the Packers' offense for the playoffs. Yeah, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, I can't believe the Packers didn't take a lot of receivers." Yeah, they shouldn't have. MVS text every week. We made money yeah. on that on that dude. Yeah, yeah. so they're afraid we need to be. You know what? You Give me running back. So perfect. Here we are. Sounds good. Yeah. We ju- when we uh, we chat with you again. It might be after the draft. It might be after that. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, in the meantime, make yourself some money. Go out there and get rich. Go have yourself a nice dinner. Say it's hey, it's on the boys. It's on the competition problem. <laughs> for, for my guy Nello, I'm Ben Bobic. We appreciate you listening to the competition problem. <laughs>